welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Hello, gals, ghouls, and gays. It doesn't feel right when I say it. It doesn't feel right when I say it. It only it sounds right when Adam says it. Hey girl. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Um, hi, how are you? Hello. Welcome back after a very so long, much. long, long break. And deserved. Yes, and, and well deserved. deserved. Yes, well-deserved break. I enjoyed our time off, but I am eager to get into this book. I feel like the fact that we took a break right before book four, like after book three and before book four was correct. Like now and shit's about to get going. We Yeah, and we're going to get into it. We have to. Let's do it. This week, we read chapter one of The Goblet of Fire called The Riddle House. Adam, what happens in this chapter? Um, I actually did not prepare for you to ask me this. Okay, um, in this chapter, Improvise on we, the spot. we fully devolve from Harry's story, and we have a one-off like prologue chapter of the beginning Correct. of Voldemort's rise to power again. I can never decide if I like that's the this. thematic. That's the me- thematic thing of the chapter. Great. What actually happens is just a mind. really long conversation. <laughs> I can never decide if I like this or if I don't like it. I never know. This chapter? No, just like when she does the thing where it's someone else. Like it's like we're, we're looking through someone else's eyes other than Harry's. Yeah. I just never can make up my mind because I'm like, well, it's kind of cool to get a different perspective. But then at the same time, I don't know. Like, it's so different. Like, this is just such a completely different place to begin. It's literally my first note that I was like, she hasn't done this since chapter one of book one. Yeah. Like, we had a little bit in, like, the Quidditch games that we talked about in, like, book one. Right. Where there there would be, like, moments where she was, like, only talking about things that were happening in the pitch and not, like, while Harry was on the broom. But not not a single chapter by itself being not about Harry is very, um, it's very unique. But I think it works thematically well because it's setting up, like... We are about this. There's about to be a turn in this story. Like it's all been children's right. books until now. And we're really right. about to head into like young adult territory. Yeah. Cause an old man literally gets murdered. Yeah. In chapter yeah. one. I was like, yeah. whoa. I just like, I don't know why the gravity of that had never really hit me before. I was like, it's always whoa. so funny because. I always say, like, in book one, the biggest thing is, like, stealing. So that's, like, the big crime that happens in book one. In book two, in book two, it's, like, like there's kind of an allusion to, like, Ginny could die, obviously. But, like, because he's, like, ethereal, he's not, like, real yet. It's kind of, like, you can't really Mm -hmm. nail down, like, what it is. And then, like, book three is really, like... It's like a betrayal, really, but there's still no like no big, massive like crime crime that's happened right. yet. But yeah. like this one, I've always been like, you know, the the bit. It's the fourth is when it turns because Cedric dies. Spoiler alert to our listeners. But it's yeah. actually like I forgot the beginning of the book is when not one but two Looking people away. are mentioned that have died. Yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. I just like. 
I think when you're younger and you read these books or just when I went back through, it's like you're so used to what happens in, in the, in each book that you're kind of like, oh yeah, that happens or whatever. We're like, obviously going back now, we're listening to it with the intention of discussing it on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I just like, I'll, I'm paying attention more to like, oh wow. Yeah. That's really intense. Or like, oh wow. I never thought about this moment before that really stands out to me now. And yeah, just the fact that chapter one, someone dies right away. And not anyone that we know, like just a random character, but like an innocent character that has nothing to do with what's going on, which has made me very sad. Wrong time. Yes. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, obviously we need, we needed this. I think the book needed to start this way. So I understood why she did it. I remember being a kid even and thinking like, why did, why does it start from this guy's perspective, like just kind of, it like takes me a second to like adjust to that. But yeah, we need to know this, the new dynamic that's set up with like where, what happened to Wormtail? Where is he? What's like the, the gray storm cloud that is like creeping ever closer in this book. You know, we kind of like get that set up right away. So the sense of dread for sure. Yes. The sense of dread. Um, I also, before we get into the chapter specifically, I do just want to talk about my thoughts about this book. Um, I think when I was younger, I didn't really love it because it felt very sportsy to me. Something about the Triwizard <laughs> Tournament felt very like sure. bro in a way. And I think maybe it's also because like Cedric kind of is just like a himbo and like yeah. God bless him. Correct. But like that's kind of his whole what he is. thing. Um, but I think over time, I've really started to appreciate this book for like the it is like there are obviously a lot of differences between this book and the three previous books um but i think this book specifically is like very impressive in that it's still it's it like bridges the gap of what's to come and like what has already happened in like a really good way and i think setting it up with the like very classic like um, like hero's journey kind of like you have to acquire three things like, or like the rule of three using it as like three obstacles you have to pass. And I just think it's like really efficient in the way it's written, which is like funny because it's like much longer than the like previous three books. But I just mean in terms of like what she, what she's able to like employ and like still turn the tides of what's to come, I think is like really impressive with this book. Because there are three are books before this one, and there are three yeah. books after this one. So this is literally exactly in the middle of the series, and I feel like it – I agree. It bridges the gap very well. Like, it joins those first three books into the next three that are to come very well. Yeah. And I think this one also, because it comes before – I don't want to say my least favorite, because we've said that my least favorite is Chamber of Secrets, but like <laughs> – the most frustrating book to read, I think, is five because it's I have my big thing. Like, I hate reading things where it's just like children aren't believed because they're children. So like oh, that yeah, was like yeah. one of the reasons that I always was very I enjoyed reading a series of unfortunate events. But that was like the running through line was that like no one would believe these right. like, traumatized yeah. children that they experienced trauma. And right. like that's kind of all book five. Not that's not all book five is. I shouldn't I shouldn't 
say it's only that but like that's a big running through line of book five is like no one believes harry and as someone who i'm very honest and i'm very truthful and so the idea of like frustratingly telling people like the actual truth and then like no one believing you it like literally i have i like it's awful and on top of that that people being like calm down yeah chill out why are you freaking out out so much yeah yeah relax so yeah i would agree with that i don't know if i've ever really thought about which one is my least favorite i'd have to think about that because i like all of them for different for certain reasons like there's a yeah nostalgia with each book for me but Yeah. yeah i don't know maybe it would be chamber of secrets I just remember when we did that one, I was like, okay, can like, can we get to it? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. I just was like, it yeah. took so long for it to get it going. It took so but. long. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the things I think is good about this book is because it spreads out everything that happens throughout the book as opposed to being yeah. like, it's all the last three chapters and it's all just working your way to the last three chapters yeah. where like you get like, kind of like mini bosses on the way which is like fun and like a nice like you get hills and valleys in this book (laughs) yeah you have to take down seven mini bosses before you get to the boss lord Voldemort. literally the big boss and also (laughs) the biggest thing about this book that i i really like is like every one is like fully all new characters obviously it's a brand new book two you like gilderoy lockhart and like Draco's father. And that's like pretty much it. And Cornelius Fudge. Yeah. And then like three, you add like a couple more new, you add Lupin new and you teachers, add Chelani yeah. and like a, just a couple more teachers. But like this book adds like so many new characters. Yeah. yeah. And it's so fun to see the world expand in that way. Like the idea of there being like other, other countries schools. of other schools. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like but- a great world building book too. I was so sad that they didn't include the Quidditch World Cup at all. And I get it. Like from a film standpoint, I do get it. But that, whenever I go back and read this book. Yes. The Mm -hmm. Quidditch World. Yeah. The Quidditch World Cup. Like I just, I'm like, that is so cool when they're walking around and like, yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I just really liked that. And it was, I understand why it needed to be taken out, as I said, but I was just still bummed. So whenever this TV show happens, they better include (laughs) that Quidditch, the Quidditch, the Quidditch World Cup, because I, I'm dying to see that. Uh, But yeah, I love meeting the new students. And in the, in the book, both Bobatons and Durmstrang have boys and girls. In the movie, they did like boys at, Durmstrang. Oh, do they really? I haven't read this book in so long that I... Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Shall we get into it? Shall we start discussing this specific bizarro chapter? I would love to. Okay. So the first thing that happens in the chapter is we kind of get this like backstory of the house in which this chapter takes place. So you find out that we're set in the t- I didn't I don't remember the town's name Little Little Hangleton little I think Little Richard yeah. I think it's Hang Little it's Hangleton an, Yeah Little Hangleton and there's the or like Haggle- Riddle Manor Hagleton Do you have your book with you Now I'm worried Yeah I, do. I have it right next to me Hangled Hangleton Little Hangleton I ho- I hope I'm right Watch it be like it's 
It's like Robertsville. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Chernobyl. The Little Hangletons. Oh, that's no, it's Little Hangleton, and the people are Little Hangletons. Little Hangletons. Okay. Hangleton. So in the town of Little Hangleton, there is the the Riddle House or the Riddle Mansion, as it really seems to be like a big, a big, quite a big house with a big grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find out the story that 50 years ago, um, the three riddles who lived in the house were all found dead in their um like living room. And uh it was all pinned on Frank Bryce, the gardener. And, um, but when they basically did the autopsies, they figured out that like they, there was no foul play at all. It was just like, they just like died of unnatural of just like natural causes. Yeah. Um, and so, so he was let like, him go. <laughs> they let him go. And then he bizarrely was like, well, I'll just continue to work here forever, which is like, I, bro, you gotta go. You gotta go somewhere else, buddy. That's bad I juju. I just like felt so bad that they were like he came back from the war and like didn't like crowds. And I was like, yeah, bitch, he has PTSD. Come on, yes, yeah. Don't leave Once him you, alone. Yeah, especially when you're like, oh, this book is this book is set in 1994, I think. Yeah, yeah. When and did it come out though? After 2000, because I think we were in third grade. Yeah. Yeah, it came out in... I'm not going to look it up. It came out... I know this was the first book that I had to wait to buy. Yes, right. Exactly. Um, Because I remember reading this chapter, like, when I first... I Like, the night I got it, I read the chapter, and I was so confused because I was like... yeah that's what happened to me too like i remember as a kid being like wait hold on what i think i even like double checked i was like wait this is the right i'm reading the right book right (laughs) so i just was so it's so different it's very (laughs) yeah it's it's like a definite jarring turn from like everything that's come before basically yeah but um if the if yeah if this book is set in 1994, then obviously 50 years ago would be World War II. So that's the war that he yeah. was like a veteran of. Right. Um, but yeah, so he lives. He basically lives at the house in his little gardener hut on the property for like the rest of his life, and works for the random people who keep buying the house one after the other, and nobody stays very long. And I literally was like. Who is buying? Who is buying this house after like three people were found dead of unknown causes? And so, like, I'm not buying the house. <laughs> also, people don't stay long, but it's like, why did you go there in the first place? If like, I mean, maybe there are people moving from out of town, so they don't know the legend or whatever. But like, right? I'm just saying, I have never purchased a house before. You know for a fact. When I purchase a house for the first time, I'm going to be like, has anyone died here? Has anyone been murdered here? I want to have a psychic come and like Mm -hmm. feel out the house. I just, I'm like, people really just, and Michael is someone that would be like, whatever. And would just like move into Mm -hmm. a fucking haunted Mm -hmm. house that had a murder Mm -hmm. take place. I'm like, you, what? Like if I was like, there's ghosts here, we can't move here. No, I'm just like... I don't understand. So that's crazy to me. I had that exact thought. I was like, 
y'all are just moving into this house knowing that this happened and you're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. only to then move away. Truly wild. Just don't move uh-uh. there. Did I, so I'm literally reading this chapter, right? I'm in the middle of reading it. I'm taking notes. I'm being a very, I'm being very studious about very this. Very good student. And I, and it was like three people were murdered, the parents and the child. And I was like, wait. Who is the child? Voldemort like had a had like a had like a, a sibling. For some reason, I forgot. I forgot he's named after his father. So when they said the son's name was Tom, I was like, did he have a body double stand in for himself? And he like pretended to kill himself. And then I, and then it got like a little bit later when they were like, there was a pale boy who was like on the ground, seen on the grounds that day. And I was like, oh, right. It was his dad and his grandparents. Yes. Now I remember the story. It's fine. It is kind of weird though, because I don't, we don't often no. We are thinking about this because we know what happens in the next books. But at this point, we don't know anything about Voldemort's family history. We do know that he's named Tom Marvolo Riddle. After his dad. And his name is Tom after his dad. But that's it. We don't know that his mom is connected with Slytherin. We don't know. So I feel like that's a valid That we don't know for sure. Yeah. I feel like that a lot of people would have that reaction of like, wait. And when we say we don't know that, I mean, literally, I had forgotten that until you said it just now in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, see, I think of that when I read that chapter that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like his parents. And like at this point, his mom had already died. So like this was the moment that he he probably went and found the gaunts like a week before this. Anyway, that doesn't matter. That's not, we don't get to that until (laughs) so far ahead. But it's interesting reading that part now because it's like, I'll never be able to read that part without that knowledge now, Mm -hmm. you know, because I just, that's what I think Mm -hmm. of right away. But yeah, if that was your first time reading it, I'm sure they'd be like, wait, hold on. What? What's happening? Who are these people? Yeah. They're his family. I mean, that's how I felt when I was like, younger like reading it for the first time and i was like there's a lot being thrown at the wall right now what is going on okay this is skipping ahead a little bit but do you know what i had that moment with when he's like there has to be one more death after bertha jorkins who is he talking about wait there's one more person she said something or uh, she he said something like there's one more (laughs) well i was thinking jk um he was saying, "Only we this only have one more death." With Wormtail, yeah, he's like, "We have I have one more death, basically." Like, and because Wormtail's like, "Oh, I don't want to do it," and he's like, "We just need to kill this one more person, and then like Harry Potter will be mine." I'm like, "Who are they talking about?" But isn't Marty it Crouch? Doesn't it end up being Cedric? Or no? Yeah, yes, but how do they? They're not thinking Cedric's going to be there. They're thinking that Harry's going to get to, like, Cedric was just an accident, like a similar wrong place, wrong time person. What is needed in the, this is so in the weeds. What is needed in the potioning? And it's like the the bone of the father, the blood of the, they prick Harry's thing. They don't yeah. take anything from Cedric, right? He just like Hand, dies off in the corner. Right. Hand of okay. the servant. Yeah. Right. Maybe they just mean. I don't maybe he know. Just means Barty then. Listeners, please tell me who he's referring to because I don't know. I really don't. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. Who is he talking about? 
I'm going to look at it real quick. Hold on. Barty Crouch. Yeah, let me get my book too. Okay, on page 10. Well, oh, I don't know what. You have the illustrated copy? I have the illustrated, yeah. Okay. It's where he's like, my lord, my lord, I must speak. It's like right after that. Bertha Jorkin's disappearance will not go unnoticed. Yeah. And if we proceed, if I curse, if. Oh, in yours, it says if I curse. Yeah. In mine, it says, if I murder. <gasps> and then he says, if, whispered the second voice, if, if you follow the plan, Wormtail, the ministry need never know that anyone else has died. Okay, now so I have to I'm go like, to that What website. is he talking about? Maybe he's literally talking about killing Harry, and I'm taking it as he's referring to killing someone else. That's so weird that he, it's not even referencing... It, this the Harry Potter lexicon doesn't even have that edit on here. Well, you heard it here first, listeners. We found one they missed. Yeah, but then who are they cursing? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like confused. I don't know who they're talking about. The only person I can think of is Barty Crouch. Is that Barty Crouch Senior? But I thought but they, they only ended they, up uh... killing him until late. Like they don't kill him until later. So that was confusing to me. Someone tell me. <laughs> I can't. I've already tried to figure. I've already thought about it and came up, come up with nothing. Too, too, too much thought already put into this book. Um, Someone tell me who you think it is, <laughs> please. Yes. Let me know. So, so to get back to the chapter. So basically, they they tell the story. You like find out the whole story of like the Riddle House, and now it's like the middle of the night. Frank Bryce is 77. He gets up because he his leg is bothering him. So he is going to like heat up some water to put it in his water bottle. I know this lonely man. Um, And so he goes uh, he goes down to his kitchen and he notices that the house is like has like a light flickering. So he assumes like kids have broken in and like started a fire. But he says that, which I was like, this is crazy. It says that Frank had no telephone. And then it goes on to say, like, he he distrusted the police anyway. But I was like, it is 1994. Give this man a phone. First off, first off, Frank, a cab. So you not wrong. But why do you not have a phone? (laughs) Did it say like they had tapped his phone or something? Is that why? No, it just said he didn't have a telephone. This is Truly 94, bonkers. as we said. Yeah. Who didn't have a phone in 94? We all yeah. had landlines I mean, in 94. Everybody had, had a landline. Do you remember I had my own landline that you would call me on? Yes. Yes, I do. I don't want to say the number now because I don't want to I won't call either. it. It was one number different than our home phone. And so yes. I just had my friends call me on that phone line. Wild. So he goes up to the house. He decides that he's going to investigate and get these punk punk ass kids yeah. out of the riddle house. So he go he hobbles up there. He lets himself in. Um, there's like this beautiful kind of sentence she actually wrote where it was like something about how the the layer of dust like uh, on the floor kind of like yeah. helped soften the noise he was making. And I was like, wow, that was, what a really beautiful descriptor. Yeah. Um, 
was a nice moment. So anyway, he he basically enters this hallway and in a room that is has the fire going in the fireplace. He discovers uh, Wormtail and Lord Voldemort. Um, and now it's just him listening to a conversation, which is like always a good time. Listening um, with all his might. Frozen his to might. the spot listening. I was like, yeah. okay, girl, we get it. We get it. If he had hearing aids, he would turn them up. Uh-huh. Um, we know he doesn't have hearing aids because he doesn't even have a telephone. So there's no <laughs> way this man has hearing aids. <laughs> so this poor man. During the course of this conversation, you basically find out that um, Lord Voldemort has has some sort of uh, corporeal form. Uh, yeah. He's, Are we going to talk about this which, now or later? <laughs> what is I going mean, on here? We'll, we'll save what it actually looks like for later. But it is, I do like the way it's written is that there's like, it's it's the thing of like when you write a monster or when you put a monster in a movie and you don't show the monster, you just yeah, keep yeah. alluding to it. It's, right. it's behind a door. Right. And so your brain as the reader or the makes audience member worse. is like makes it even worse than what it could be. Yeah. So I do think that's really cool because I remember in my, I mean, now I just think of like, Ari, you won't get this reference, but like there's an episode of SpongeBob where he sells chocolate door to door. And there's a woman who comes out. I'm going to send you a picture of her. There's a woman who comes out and she's literally just like a spine in a wheelchair. (laughs) Oh, I probably have seen that on a meme. Yes. And she says, chocolate. (laughs) It's very funny. Uh, Wait, I'm sending it in this chat. What? What was all that yelling? You just can't wait for me to die, can you? They're selling chocolate. Chocolate? Yeah. What? What are they selling? Chocolate. What? Chocolate. I can't hear you. They're selling chocolate. They're selling chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. I remember when they first invented chocolate. Sweet, sweet chocolate. I always hated it. Oh. <laughs> um. <Yeah>. Very accurate. <laughs> That's what I imagine Voldemort looks like right now. Um, but as a kid, I was like, he, he's he got to be the most hideous, monstrous shell of a thing. I couldn't even How imagine what he, it was. He, and he became this form by drinking snake milk. <laughs> okay, this is what, this is, okay, we have to get into this. He, like, they he, talk about multiple times that he spirit? has to like. It has he to be. He was a spirit before. Yeah, but now uh, he's something uh, solid. <laughs> I am like, so confused. How do you? I guess my question is: is like I am not a reptologist, so I don't know anything about <laughs> snakes. You aren't, but you. I thought you were fascinated <laughs> by. Me. Love them. <laughs> Love snakes, lizards. Yeah. Love them all. Uh, but I I don't know. What does milking a snake mean? What does that mean? I'm looking this up. I, like, Can one I was about to say, I want to look up a video, but then at the same time, I like don't know what I'm going to find. Oh, milking snakes for their venom. Oh. Okay. Well, that's very different. 
I was literally, oh, okay, yeah, wow. So you Deadliest literally job like, in oh, America. Yes, I'm looking at that right video. now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. I was literally thinking of like a mammary gland. Me and too. Nagini had breasts, and I was like, "What is yeah, going on here?" Teats. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But no, it's venom. But okay. that still doesn't make sense in my mind. And but- then he's eating the venom. So maybe that's why he ends up looking snake-like when he comes back. Well, yeah, that would make sense. Wow, yeah. I've never put this together. Wow, I literally we thought... Discoveries was- on this podcast today, <laughs> girly. literally like snake teats. <laughs> he had to be like... <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like a cow. Wee, 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 I'm wee, so... Wee, okay, well, wee. that makes way more sense, that... I get that. But the, yeah, but now I still am kind of confused, though. It must have been some type of dark magic that happened. Maybe we get an answer to this later in the book, and I just don't remember it, where he it, he reveals how he, like, got this, like, form that we're not going to go into too much detail talking about it because we want to save the reveal for later. Yeah. I can't remember um, if Harry – Harry does describe what he sees in this book, right? You can cut. This I think, but I you- don't. I think for, from. I think in the next chapter, he only says that he sees like a form. Like he doesn't see anything specific because he's he he sees like Frank's vision basically, and he's blinded by the light. Or Which, are we supposed to? This is this was always another, my question. Yes. This doesn't make because sense. Like, shouldn't then. he? Shouldn't he be seeing it from Voldemort's point of view? So he should be from watching Nagini's. Frank. From oh, Nagini's yeah. point of view. Which that means he wouldn't have heard anything until he came in the room as Nagini. But yeah, if he's seeing it through Voldemort's eyes, then that would make sense. But um, maybe, but okay, so maybe he has to drink the venom because Nagini is part of his, has part of his soul. So maybe through her venom, he's like, okay, that's how it's restoring form. him. Yeah. That would make sense. Okay, I, mean, I, I buy that. Because I buy that this is real, but I buy it. No, 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 but I buy that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, okay. Horcruxes. Um, okay, great. I get... Okay, that makes more sense. So throughout the conversation, as it continues, you learn we learn that the Quidditch World Cup is about to happen, so they're going to lay low while that's going on because the Ministry is like on full security patrol. Um, they're doing background checks. Oh, yeah. They're checking your credit scores. You know, they're doing... They're doing Prove it all, girlies. Proof of backs. <laughs> Show me your show me your Pfizer. Show me your Moderna. We're in the UK. Show me your AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need your um, license right next to it. Have it ready to go. Yeah. Social security number. Um, so that's why they're laying low during this time. And then you they talk about Bertha Jorkins, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're this trying to make sure like, you're you're picking the right name. <laughs> Here she is. Bertha Jorkins, the icon, the legend, probably the most she named arrived. random character on this podcast that has not Her come essence. into the series yet. Literally, this is the first, and we, you don't ever really see her. This is it. Yeah, oh, this is I the illusion to Bertha. <laughs> this is literally well, like out, the most she gets talked about. I think we see her at the end, right? In book seven, technically. She's one of the ghosts that comes out. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no. No, no, no. That's when at the, the end of this touch. book. 
That's it. This that's in this book. Really, Adam? Adam, do you not remember this series? <laughs> Never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is Harry Potter? Oh no, Harry that's Potter. right. Because then they—that's how he like gets away. They like distract Voldemort. Yeah, I get, yeah. I remember. Okay. Um, but yeah, she does come out then, and then there, I think there's like a a, a flashback of and her, uh, a memory, a memory of her. Bertha Jorkins comes out. God bless. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Another tricky raise bisexual. Raise your pride flag. Um, but so Bertha, so they've murdered Bertha Jorkins, who has given them information, um, and then they murder her because she was apparently meeting with uh, Peter Pettigrew, who is famously known to everyone as being dead. So they couldn't have her go back right. to the ministry and be like, you know who I just had drinks with down at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um and there's she apparently walked in on something else that we find out later too so this poor woman they were having sex had like no <laughs> yes lord voldemort yes. and peter pettigrew were having a Lord Voldemort's weird corporeal form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord Vol- she caught Lord Whatever Voldemort sucking on Nagini's tits. <laughs> no. No, don't do it. We're back, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Book four, hello. Book four. We're moving into um, a more mature part of the series, so you know. But who's the other one I get her confused with? Bethilda Bagshot, who wrote Bethilda History Bagshot. of Magic. And she is not, we don't really, yeah, get to know she's about just, her until She's the just last a name. Book. Yeah, until the last oh, book. We get, to, we get to know her in the last book. <laughs> <laughs> because they have to that's find when out. She it doesn't comes, matter. I'll read the book. That's when, that's when she, like, that's actually when she comes is there. hot. Yeah. Hot, very hot. Hot, very hot. <laughs> um, where were we? Bertha Jorkins. So Bertha Jorkins. Hell if I know. She died. Bertha Jorkins passed. God she rest has her soul. Died. She was murdered. And then we we don't know much in this chapter, obviously, but we know that there's a plan to get to Harry in some capacity. That he needs Harry. Mm-hmm for a specific purpose of which we do not yet know. Right. Um, but he's, he says that he's waited 13 years. He can wait a few months more. So he's fine with waiting for a little bit longer to get to Harry. Um, but there was a question I had, and maybe you can answer it in the text. He alludes, Voldemort alludes to, um, uh, uh, what does he call it? A faithful servant. And at first yeah. I was like, Oh, he must be meaning Barty Crouch Jr. But then he says he's in Hogwarts. So then is he talking about Snape? No, no. Well, maybe, but I never took it. That, that means that he's, I think he's referring to the, uh, Barty Crouch Jr. That's going to infiltrate via Moody. Mm. He, Right. Goes and like takes over Moody with the polyjuice potion. Because the information they but, found out from Bertha is that Dumbledore hired Al- Alistair Moody, right? That's the information that they gleaned. I would No, assume. the information that they got from Bertha Jorkins actually was that uh The Triwizard Tournament's Barty, happening. 
Well, that too, but that Barty Crouch Jr. is still alive. That's like what he busted the memory charm on her that Barty Crouch Sr. put on her. And that was when they were like, oh, Barty Crouch Jr. is still alive. And that is his actual most faithful servant. (laughs) Adam couldn't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) But, Um, I mean, you did say if he has a faithful servant at... No, no, no. At this point, he still thinks that Snape betrayed him. Snape does not go back to Voldemort until later in this book. There's a moment where now that we've talked about this, you'll probably be like, oh, that's when he has to go. Because Dumbledore is like, do you know what I'm asking you to do? And Snape's like, yeah. And he's like, can you do it? And he's like, yeah. And then Snape like leaves to go be like, I'm your servant, Voldemort. I actually didn't betray you. Um. So, yeah, so I'm pretty sure he's talking about Barty Crouch Jr. Going to Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Because the way it was written, I was like, and it's probably written that way, so you think it's Snape. Because you as the reader at at 10 years old. Yeah, we all think Snape is bad. (laughs) Yeah. Which he is bad, to be clear. To be clear. (laughs) He's still bad. Um, Oops. I'm Just really mad Billy about Bellish this because he's a bad guy. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you're you're probably right. We are supposed to think it's Snape. I'm guessing. Okay. It's just the continuous red herring of Snape being the servant. And then right. over and over again, being like, "No, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah. Actually, it was someone else." But and like it, every and time, and you find out that he's not. He's not his servant. It's worse. He's an incel. That's 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 worse. It's even worse than you can imagine. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> Terrible. Um, okay, so that's like basically without. I mean, I could go through the rest of it, but it's basically like an argument between Wormtail and Lord Voldemort as to like how it all should happen and blah, 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 blah. And then... Yeah. Nagini Wormtail is in. obviously losing his nerve and Voldemort he's is little, like, he's you a little cowardy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, which like... He's a cuck. <laughs> which like, what, what else is new? I don't know. I'm just like... <laughs> it's just like not... I mean, okay, we're supposed to look at Peter Pettigrew is the person that just like tries to hide behind like the biggest bully, basically. Yeah. Like just someone, he just tries to like rub elbows with the person that can protect him the most. So that's why he right. went to Voldemort to find Voldemort again, basically. Yeah. But he's having My second question- thoughts because Voldemort can't, like he's taking care of Voldemort, basically. My thing is, like, if I was Peter Pettigrew, who doesn't seem to be acting in a way of, like, I know in the last book it's alluded to the fact that, like, he just wanted to be around powerful people. But, like, obviously Voldemort has no power right now. So it seems no. off that if that's what his, go- if, if that's his thing, that why would he go to, Vo- if I had the ability to turn into a rat, girl, I'd be <laughs> hopping on a plane why doesn't he just go and like start a new life in like America, Canada? That's what I'm saying. Anything. Not that he should. He's a piece of shit. 
However, yeah, we're not, we're not, yeah, we're sense. not like on his side, but yeah, that's well, the whole thing of like, why didn't he run away? He goes to Albania to fight Voldemort, but we were like, why doesn't he go anywhere else? Literally that's where he's going to go. Why don't you go to Albania and just live there and not connect with Voldemort? You could I mean, also Voldemort just did that. say he doesn't have brains, which I was like, well, Peter Pettigrew, this is no, it's he's right. But I'm just like, yeah, you are literally trying to save this weird, whatever little ragdoll Voldemort version. Like, <laughs> I'm just like and then he's literally insulting you. And you're just like, OK, here's the milk or here's, here's the venom yeah, I got you. Voldy. Yeah, like a little Voldemort raggedy yes, and doll. Yes, yes, exactly. Gross. Gross. Raggedy Voldy. So then <laughs> Frank is like, I should go to the police. I got to get somebody on this. Harry Potter, this, this, murderer. this kid in Harry Potter is going gonna, is gonna to be murdered probably. This man is murdered. He'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, he like goes to go and then he realizes that... Uh, Lord Voldemort has now started like hissing and spitting like he's having a seizure. <laughs> and then and then Nagini comes in and he's very scared that Nagini's going to eat her or eat him, I'm sorry, but that but she like goes right by him and goes into the room. And then he kind of like has an intuitive moment where he is like I think he's talking to that snake. I think this little bitch is talking to a snake. <laughs> Wait a minute. Call me crazy. Call me crazy <laughs> here. But it sounds like. Are you two? Talk- a little tete a Oh, no. So uh, that's when Voldemort's like, oh, Wormtail, invite our muggle friend in here who's listening to every word of our conversation. And Frank is like, well. <laughs> I'm absolutely fucked. <laughs> and then I like he that he was like room. he had more nerve when he was actually in like mm-hmm. all of a sudden he got like braver when he was in the room. I was like, yeah, go out strong, Frank. Poor yeah. Frank. Um, poor man. And then he's uh immediately murdered. <laughs> That's the end of the chapter. No, the last line is Harry awoke with a start. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm really interested to get into this next chapter then to see where he was seeing this from, what perspective he was seeing. Yeah. Because I guess the way it was written and the way that it goes straight into he wakes up, I guess my uh, my thought was that he always, he saw the whole chapter as we saw it, but then that makes no sense because he's not connected to Frank, so he wouldn't see Frank like wake up and his knee hurt and da 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 da. Right. And you yeah, also. Yeah, no, that's like, it must fully just be us, like the audience's perspective in that moment. But. But then what does he know? He just knows that he died, or does he have any information? There's no way he has information. He couldn't have that's heard the, the Jorkins thing. They talk about it in the next chapter, so that'll probably be like the first thing we end up discussing. Oh, is oh like, my God. I have to wait a week. <laughs> I have to wait a whole week. Oh my God. Yep. That's how we, uh, that's what this podcast is. Yeah. One a week. <laughs> do you want to change that? Except for when we do, <laughs> except for when we have a three month vacation. Yes. Right. Except when that happens. And that's it. That's the chapter. 
perfect. Thank you. That was wonderful. <laughs> I was trying I to come up best. with a good pun, but <laughs> I did my best. It was great. <clears throat> um, we dedicate this that episode was... to Frank's memory. <laughs> Frank and Bertha. Yeah. You could have said if you if you were looking for a pun, you could have said, Adam, that was frankly amazing. Oh, that would have been a good one. Okay, wait, let me take it again. Okay. Adam, take, that was Are you doing a pun? Take two. <laughs> Technically, this would be take one. I didn't even try. Oh, that's <laughs> uh well, Adam, frankly, that was amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> A round of applause. Just you know, completely off the cuff. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up this chapter. Next week, we will be reading chapter two called "The Scar," the scar, and not the one from The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I apologize. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect newt score. Five stars only, or else you'll have to milk Nagini. (laughs) Gross. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HBAnxious, Instagram at HBAnxious, and YouTube at The Ampliverse. We are hosted on Anchor and recorded on Zencaster, so thank you to both of them. Uh, And we are also a proud member of The Ampliverse. Check them out at TheAmpliverse.com. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome, Ariana. (laughs) And as always, Nax.